Welcome to this week's edition of the St. Paul Podcast. I'm Peter Marty, Senior Pastor of St. Paul Lutheran Church, located in the heart of Davenport, Iowa. Right here each week, you can hear a message to inspire your walk with God and hear beautiful music to fill your life. Let this podcast be your occasion to contemplate some of the deepest things in life, just as I hope it helps faith come alive for you. Pastor Sarah Olson-Smith. It's a joy to be with you on our podcast. On the fourth week after Easter, it is a tradition among many Christian churches to remember one particular metaphor for Jesus, our shepherd. Called Good Shepherd Sunday, it's a day to remember the ways that Jesus gathers us and cares for us like a shepherd cares for his flock. In Jesus' time, people knew a lot about shepherds, but not many of us spend a lot of time with sheep anymore. So the metaphor doesn't have as much meaning as it might have centuries ago. But nonetheless, we can relate to this image of a loving Savior who knows and protects us, who sticks with us in times of green pastures and in the valleys of the shadow of death. And today, In our reading from the Gospel of John, Jesus gives us another image for himself. Not just a shepherd, but a gate or a door. As you listen to these words of Jesus, 
listen to the ways that Jesus describes himself. Here's that reading from the 10th chapter of the Gospel of John. Jesus said, Very truly I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by another way, is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls to his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again, Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. These are the words from the Gospel of John. And here now my thoughts from my sermon on Good Shepherd Sunday. When my children were younger, they're almost 11 and 8 now, but when they were younger in preschool, one of my favorite things to do was to listen to them while they were playing pretend. I loved how they could expand the realities of human limitation. They could do things that would just be impossible to otherwise do, mix worlds and things could happen. So they'd be a wizard, but at the same time somehow also be the veterinarian <laughs> caring for their teddy bear. Or they'd be decked out with wings and antennas as a bumblebee while making pie in the toy kitchen. They could somehow be both a superhero and a puppy, both a nurse and a train conductor, all at the same time. I would often be confused by this, and if I ever asked questions, my children refused to explain it. Because in their brilliant minds, someone can, in fact, be both the firefighter and the tree that has been caught on fire. As I was reading our story today from Jesus, I thought a lot about this moment. I felt that same sort of confusion. First, we hear that Jesus is the shepherd who knows his sheep by name, who leads them to pasture. And then he goes on to say, I am the gate for the sheep. I'm convinced Jesus must have spent some time with preschoolers because I want to ask, Jesus, are you the gate or are you the shepherd? How can you be both? <laughs> Jesus uses a lot of these I am statements. I am the light of the world. I am the way and the truth and the life. I am the bread of life. And then today we hear these beautiful ways of hearing who Jesus is in those ways. And today we hear this one, that Jesus is the sheep shepherd and the gate. And I want to say, Jesus, you can't be both. Pick one. <laughs> you can't be both the gate and the shepherd. 
but it turns out that you can. <laughs> In Jesus' day, the sheepfolds were these stone circles, uh, stone walls built in a circle, but without a gate in the center of that opening there. It would just be an opening, and at the end of the day, the shepherd would bring all the sheep from pasture and bring them into the safety of the sheepfold, and then the shepherd would just stay in that little opening, would spend the night there. He'd be a human gate, and any hungry wolf or thieving human would have to make their way through the shepherd, past the shepherd, to get to the sheep. He would literally lay down his life there in the opening to protect the sheep through the terrors of the night. Jesus says he's like a shepherd who takes such good care of the sheep, putting himself between them and danger. He knows their names and leads them to green pastures. He talks about how he's so different from those thieves and bandits who steal and kill and destroy. And Jesus came that we might have life and have it abundantly. He is both the shepherd and the gate. This I am the gate metaphor invites us into thinking about Jesus in new kinds of ways. And the first is that Jesus chose to make himself a gate. Could be better translated door or entrance. Jesus easily could have called himself a fence or a barricade, a wall, even a hedge. All of those things also keep sheep safe and protected. But Jesus seems to name that the point isn't just about keeping those sheep safe. Jesus intentionally talks about being a door, an entrance, an opening. And I think this choice of Jesus matters because it reminds us that Jesus' whole way of being is not about blockades or barriers or even safety and security for only a few but he said he's the one who will draw all people to himself. Jesus has always been about open doors and deep embrace and wide inclusion, not locked gates and walls. In many ways, Jesus is more of a Walmart greeter welcoming people in than a bar bouncer <laughs> keeping people out. Jesus also claims this role of gate for himself because we like to put ourselves in the role of gate. We like to be able to decide who belongs, who is in, and who is out. It's not just a contemporary problem, but Christians for centuries have tried to be the gates. Centuries ago, ordinary people couldn't read the Bible or serve in many ways participating fully in life together. More recently, and still in some places, women are denied any kind of leadership. Systems have been built to keep people out because of their race or ethnicity or citizenship or gender identity or who they love. Christians now and throughout history have attempted to be the gate, doing all kinds of things to determine who is actually worthy of God's love who can have access to resources or influence or even simply exist as who they are. History has proven that we are not good gatekeepers. 
because we end up being the very thing we detest. We very quickly become like those thieves who steal and kill and destroy instead of following the one who came to protect us from such things, to bring abundant life for all. Which makes me think about when I would play pretend with my kids. And my kids would be sort of like a very dictatorial movie director where I had a very clear role to play. I very shouldn't stray from that. And they'd say to me something like, okay, mom, I am the animal rescuer and you are the cat. So go hide, chase that ball. And I had to follow those rules. Or they'd, or they'd say, all right, I'll be the kids, I'll be the baby, and you are the grandma. So say yes to everything that I want. <laughs> I always had this very clear role to play, which I dared not stray from. And in some ways, I think the same is true here. Jesus is the gate, and we are the sheep, which is actually the best of news because we don't have to worry who deserves the love of God. We don't have to try to find out some super secret password of orthodox belief or right action or being perfect to get through some heavily locked door or fence. We don't have to waste our time determining who will achieve God's grace because grace is actually this gift so freely given. Jesus is both the shepherd and the gate whose explicit purpose is to bring life abundant. And so we can simply enjoy it and live it and share it. Abundant life. What Jesus came to bring is not some kind of abundance that is a limited good, like a pie that only has so many pieces and so we have to protect our little bit. Instead, it's an abundance where there's more than enough for everyone. This abundant life that Jesus describes as a simple, joy-filled, communal life that we heard about in Acts 2, where everyone had everything in common, and they cared for one another, and shared, and gave, and rejoiced at the awe and the goodness that comes in community, freedom, and flourishing, and joy. After all, this image that Jesus offered for what abundant life looks like is not some fancy dinner party with an exclusive guest list and rich foods. Instead, this image Jesus uses to describe abundant life is a sheepfold where every sheep belongs, where everyone is known, where the sheep huddle together and take delight in the pasture and in one another, where everyone has enough and they trust in the care of their shepherd. As followers of this savior of ours, who is both the shepherd and the gate, we get to work at building this world where everyone belongs, where everyone can know this abundant life. And there's a lot that we can and that we are doing together and in this congregation, in partnership with others, in our own ways. So many ways that we are and can build this world where every person can flourish. We can break down those barriers that keep people from that flourishing. We do it here in this neighborhood, in our schools and in our workplaces, 
So we shift policy and do all kinds of things that I think in many ways our way of living as sheep in this sheepfold can happen in much smaller, simpler ways too. And I wonder how we in our own kinds of ways can live more like doors. Doors are opportunities for beginnings. They lead to something new. They open what once was closed. Think about your own life, your interactions with people, especially those who aren't in your own immediate circles. Are you more of an open door or a brick wall? Do you live as an opening or an ending? Perhaps Jesus, our gate, can lead us to more door-like life. When I think about door-like living, I think of people who invite others into their lives, who create opportunity for connection. All kinds of people in creative ways do this, and I think especially about this man from San Francisco. His name is Curtis Kimball. He lived in San Francisco, and about a year ago in February, just after we were all beginning to emerge from our pandemic lockdowns, Curtis Kimball taped a bunch of flyers around his San Francisco neighborhood. It's a little hard to read, but it says, so my wife thinks I'm getting weird. <laughs> she says I need friends, so I'm making pancakes. <laughs> Later on, it says, it gives directions in the Times, and it says, I'll be making pancakes, you'll be eating them. <laughs> He wasn't sure that anyone would even show up. Most people in that neighborhood didn't talk to each other or know each other well, but he thought that he'd give it a grow because it's hard as a grown-up to make friends. But he wanted to connect with his neighbors to help others get to know each other too. And so one Saturday morning, he put a folding table in front of his front stoop and fired up his griddle and started making pancakes. He said, I don't mind looking foolish. You have to be a little vulnerable. He said, I'll put myself out there and maybe something will happen. He opened a door. And more than 100 people showed up for pancakes that first week. <laughs> All kinds of people, kids and older folks, rich and poor. Clearly they were hungry for pancakes. <laughs> or maybe friendship. People who live close by, who never knew each other, were eating together, sharing their front stoops and stories. Curtis Kimball was, in many ways, being a gate, opening up his heart, firing up his griddle, creating opportunities for people to gather, to find abundant life. It was simple and transformative and door-opening. How might we be door kind of people or even acknowledge and know the people with whom we share this pasture of our lives? How can we create openings and opportunities for connection and community and care? In many ways, it demands that we take some risks and not play it safe. And we can do it all in our own ways. It doesn't have to be making pancakes or playing with preschoolers. Maybe it just means engaging in conversation with someone you see all the time, opening up your home to others, stopping instead of moving past someone on the sidewalk 
or in the gathering space today after worship. Jesus came that we might have life and have it abundantly. And with Jesus, this abundant life always comes in community. It can never just be my abundant life. It's always our abundant life in this beautiful flock of ours. Jesus is our good shepherd and our gate, and we get to be the sheep. So let's take delight in this role, living our own door-like kind of ways in the company of all kinds of sheep, sharing in this beautiful, abundant life that we have been given. Amen. turn to God in prayer, saying those words that Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, 
on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. And now, here is a blessing for you. Today, trust in the presence and the care of our Good Shepherd, Jesus, who knows you by name and has gathered you together in the flock of all God's people, and live in confidence and courage as you follow Jesus, the door, who will bring you new opportunities and life, abundant life. Amen. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast, and thanks for your support of the ministries of St. Paul Lutheran Church. Our commitment to projects that lend hope to other people stretches across the country and around the world. We hope that in a good way you feel a part of that reach. Tune in next Thursday for another edition of the St. Paul Podcast.